I think the one thing that I've kind of realized over the years is to prioritize myself. Hmm. And, you know, I'll explain that. What I mean by that is that, you know, I think learning to say no has been an important part of my journey. Say okay. no to things and to people. I'll give you an example of that. You know, for instance, like I'm not a late night person. I need my sleep and I'm an early riser. So I need that. So I prioritize that. Mm-hmm. And I like to get like some sort of a workout in in the morning. It kind of just sets my tone for the day. Yeah. So knowing that those are my priorities, I kind of then push things around that. And, you know, life was already a 24 hour cycle before the pandemic hit. Then yeah. that hit and there were no boundaries anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that right now it's just about priority. I think prioritizing me that's, and yourself. That is really the only okay. key to getting through things. Hello and welcome to the Success with Savita podcast where we share hot tips on how to do life and business without losing your mind. I'm your host Savita Nanjapa, entrepreneur, high achieving 9 to 5er turned transformational success coach, helping you create a wildly successful business. Come hang out with me and other fabulous humans like you every week for stories and chats packed with a healthy dose of tips, resources, how-tos and real talk. Side effects may include a happier and more confident you with each passing day. Hi and welcome to the Success with Savita podcast. Joining me today is Tarika Singh. I met Tarika in December 2019 in Mumbai at the launch event of Cool Kanya. Cool Kanya is a career platform for young women and uh, she and I were mentors on this platform and we met at this event and what connected and resonated for me about Tarika was her beautiful smile of course but also her infectious energy and uh, she was so easy to connect with she was so easy to talk to and later of course I followed her on social media and especially during the pandemic I would watch all her cooking videos and she made it look so effortless for me. That's something big in my book. If anyone can make cooking look effortless. And today I'm excited to have this conversation with her. Bring her on the podcast because I'm a huge admirer of her work. And also her very unique journey where she's done so many different things and excelled at it all, I would have to say. So let me share a little bit about Tarika before we dive into today's. Tarika Singh is a content creator sharing recipe videos every week on the Get Curried channel on YouTube. Her content has been syndicated across Amazon Prime Video, Daily Hunt, Roku and MX Player. When she's not dreaming up recipes, she works her day job at a startup currently in stealth mode. In the past, she has held branded content and editorial positions in companies such as Ariana Huffington's Thrive Global India, What's Hot Mumbai, and as a founding member of Yashraj Films Talent Management Division. Join me as I talk to Tarika as she shares her diverse journey with us. Hi, and welcome to the Success with Savita podcast. Tarika, I am so excited to have you here because I cannot tell you how much I wish my career had so many paths like yours does. So welcome to the Success with Savita podcast. And I'm looking forward to this conversation today. Thank you, Savita. Firstly, it's so great to see 
see you and I'm really looking forward to it as well. I, it's so good to see you personally and I'm really excited about this as well. I know. I think last we met before the pandemic, which was December, right? Cool Kanya and everything looked so hunky-dory yeah. and then life just changed <laughs> for everyone. So unexpected. Right. So with that, uh, since everyone's heard about your diverse roles uh, in, in the introduction, what I want to know from you is tell us about your journey so far and what brings you to what you do today from everything that you've done so far? That's really, I mean, you know, I'd love to get started with that, you know, because I find it fascinating that I'm known mostly for the Get Curried work, which is the sharing of recipe videos on YouTube every week that I've yeah. been doing for, for over seven years actually now. So uh, that's the most public part of my work, but uh -huh. it's not the bulk of my work. You know, I still balance a full-time job um, in the digital world in a startup right now, which is in stealth mode. And I actually started my journey as a celebrity manager in Percept many, many years ago. And then I went on to be part of the founding team of Yashraj Film Celebrity Management Division. Mm -hmm. And that's really how my journey has kind of, you know, uh, flowed. And I feel like I've kind of, you know, flown and brought things from each part of that journey into the other. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So um, did you naturally, like, like, how did you transition between roles? It's just like, when I look at your career and the work that you do, I feel like you're truly someone who's found who are mul who's multi-passionate. You found these different things that you're passionate about and you're like doing that every day you know this myth about do what you love and you won't think you're working I feel like that's what you're doing you seem to be doing all the things that you love how did this happen was it organic um what was what was the journey from each step uh to the next very interesting that you asked me that because I fell into my career as a celebrity manager. I watched Jerry Maguire while I was in school and, uh, you know, that profession didn't exist in India at that time. But I watched that movie and I thought, wow, what a cool profession. I want to do this, you know, and I think I just manifested this into my life because when I joined Percept, I was part of a Nokia New Year's Eve event that was happening and what fell into my lap was to manage the celebrities that were part of it. You know, this was a series of concerts mm -hmm. that was unfolding in Hong Kong, Mumbai, Berlin, Rio. I, Rio, yeah, I don't remember if London was part of it. Yeah, and Rio. So that's how it flowed in tandem. And, uh, you know, it landed in my lap to manage Nelly Furtado and A.R. Rahman entirely, their entire crew and everything. Can you okay. imagine, like, you know, you're an intern and you get to manage Nelly Furtado and A.R. Rahman. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, and I was like, oh my God, this is the Jerry Maguire life. So that I truly just manifested that. And, you know, I kept kind of flowing with that. And that's really the mantra to my life. I just flow with everything. I think I know that today. I didn't know it then. Mm. Um, and, um, you know, and I kind of moved on to then becoming part of the first member of the Yashraja Celebrity Management Division. And it was actually Anushka Sharma who I owe. I was going to ask you, did yes. you go work with Anushka? Because we remember she was part of your church. Okay. Yeah, yeah, she still is actually. And uh, she was the one actually who took me there. She introduced me to the team at Yashraj and, you know, she had met me and she said, you know, I think you should, uh, they're setting up this division and I think you'd be the right person. And she introduced me to them. Wow. So all credit to her, you know, and uh, she introduced me there. I was the first person on board on that team. 
and uh, and Anushka was my first client who had also referred me there. Yeah. And that's how it um, started. But I think I reached a point where I had been doing that for a while. And mm. honestly, Sarita, I didn't know what my next step was. Right. And I understand this is a position of privilege. I've always recognized that, that I had the privilege to leave what I wanted, what I was doing mm. in order to figure out what my next step was. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. And um, I did that for a bit. I took a break. Then I started freelancing and um, I simultaneously set up my blog. Okay. That's where the content creator journey started. That was way back in 2013. Before Instagram was a thing, before (laughs) all of this. Okay. Yeah, true. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And then? So it started, um, you know, it started then in 2013. It started with my blog. And uh, even the blog, you know, in, in the initial time or the initial couple of months, it yeah. was a little bit of everything, you know, that I was writing about and all. And then I realized that it was the food and the recipes that started taking shape. Mm. It wasn't necessarily what my audience was responding to. It's what I felt most comfortable sharing and what I felt was the right medium for me to express myself. So okay. I had to teach myself photography, you mm. know. This is the way before TikTok. So like, you know, you had to have a DSLR to get the perfect pictures, scale your content, reach your audience, all of those things. And this was in 2013. And I, towards the end of that year, what started happening was that I was getting approached by a bunch of MCNs or multi-channel networks. Yeah. And um, I'm going to tell you something very honestly. I had never, ever subscribed to a YouTube video until then. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is hard to believe, but yeah, but it was still, it was still in its, those stages, right? Yeah. Early days. Yeah. 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 And you know, I mean, of course I knew what YouTube was. I, I would watch videos and everything, but let's just also know that the whole creator universe was not what it is today, you know? Yes. Yes. And uh, so I think I would just go there when I wanted something and things mm. like that, but I'd never subscribed to a channel. I had no idea that was a thing. So I had a bunch of meetings with uh, these multi-channel networks that had reached out to me and everything. And you know, what I kind of sensed was an opportunity, though I didn't understand video as much and it was never my plan to do it, right? Yeah. But what I sensed was an opportunity to evolve my content and to be able to scale it in a way, right? Mm-hmm. And along the way of those meetings, I met the late Rajat Barjatia. Okay. And I fell in love with his vision of Get Karit and what he had in mind for that. Okay. And that's when I said, okay, you know, I said, these are the right partners for me to work with. And Mm. that's when I started working on that. And then, you know, from then on, it's been, you know, I've had these various phases of when I've done only content creation, when I've done content creation and a job, or when I've done only a job and left the content creation for a bit. So I've gone through these phases in life. Okay. And so now where you're at, there are two questions I have as you're sharing your story. Number one, were you always into food? Like this was something that you always had a passion for. You were already like, like dabbling in recipes at home. Um, That's my first question. Uh, And the second one is um, like, did you think before, like when you, when these people approached you, did you think okay, this may be something I do for a while. We don't know what's going to happen. Or you're like, no, I'm all in. Let me try this. Uh, so two things. One, of course, when it comes to food. Um, and, you know, I my blog actually was largely a baking blog. Mm. Um, so that was something that I was into since I was a child. Okay. Uh, my father will tell you that 
he has been uh, he's you know he's been the guinea pig for trying a lot of recipes even which when i was a child i would just mix anything put it in the oven bake it and then he would have to eat it you know he'd be the only person who would eat it let's be honest okay. my mom would just be like no uh, no kita <laughs> you know so that was always a thing for me Mm. and uh, you know this was also the time when master chef was master chef australia was very big and things yeah. like that right mm. uh, and it had just come into india and you know there was this whole food world that had been created you know yeah and um, so there was that part of it and uh, sorry can you just repeat the second part the second one was when people approached you um, did you get into this thinking okay chalo let's try this Hmm. or okay i'm all in and maybe this could be a career let me go all in was that like what was your mindset at that time yeah so i was all in hmm. but i was never of the thing that okay this is all i'm going to do you know as a content creator i'll be very honest i was very cognizant and you know today the economy is very different the creator economy at yeah. that point of time this was never the only thing that i was relying on i had yeah. a blog i had uh, youtube work that i was doing I was doing a lot of freelance writing for a bunch of websites and I also would do things like you know develop recipes for clients and things like that. So I had a hybrid take classes. Mm. So you know I was I would teach so I had a hybrid model of income, you know. Okay. And I kind of broke it up in that way. So that's really how I was doing it okay. then. Okay. So what is like because you're doing so much and even today i think you're doing many things right i mean many things it it seems many from the outside but i think you know exactly what uh, what's leading to what and how it all like you know how how you're getting your ducks in a row so to say so what is it what what does it take to be able to do that because not everyone can actually pull off being giving equal time to all of those things that they like uh, even me right for me i can do one two things but beyond that everything starts to fall off my plate so what's your um hack or uh, what's working for you like how do you do it so you know truthfully i think that one can't do it all mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the truth yeah. and that's okay <laughs> so yeah. i think the one thing that i've kind of realized over the years is to prioritize myself hmm and you know i'll explain that what i mean by that is that you know i think learning to say no has been an important part of my journey saying okay. no to things and to people i'll give you an example of that you know for instance like i'm not a late night person i need my sleep and i'm an early riser so i need that so i prioritize that mm-hmm. and i like to get like some sort of a workout in in the morning it kind of just sets my tone for the day yeah so knowing that those are my priorities i kind of then push things around that and you know life was already a 24 hour cycle before the pandemic hit then yeah. that hit and there were no boundaries anymore yeah <laughs> so i think that right now it's just about priorit i think prioritizing me that's and yourself that is really the only okay. key to getting through things okay so i want to get into your process a little bit so when you look at like your week or your month or let's say your goals um how do you like like do you allocate time do you batch content like what's your process for being able to do the work so absolutely so i work a full time job from monday to friday my time yeah. when i get off that work is the time that i dedicate to kind of planning things that i want to do mm. i'm also all constantly trying to upskill myself i'm someone who taught myself how to use a dslr you know photoshop um, and lightroom and things like that so i'm always looking to up some sort of a skill so i set 
aside some time of the day for that mm-hmm. and i think you know when it comes to like so and i have my weekend set aside for anything else which is a passion project which is where yeah. the recipes fall in and and uh, i definitely batch produce content it's one of the things that i've learned over the years works well for me so that's what i like yeah. to do there are times when i have fallen short of the batch you know a batch yeah, sure, batches sure. of content and that's okay but largely i would say i have like three buckets which is ideation mm-hmm. and uh, testing which is a very crucial part of the kind of content that i create and then the actual create so i always okay. have a running list when it comes to ideation of the things i want to do and i keep populating yeah. that and yeah. uh, the testing is actually the most labor intensive part because there are mm-hmm. times when i will get it right immediately mm-hmm. and there are times when it will take me many tests to get things right and okay. then i also like to plan what the final plating will look like and things like that and the thumbnail shots and all of those yeah this so, yeah <laughs> so and then comes the creation so that yeah. that's really my process like what you hear so far make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now stay tuned as we take a quick break and we'll see you on the other side of the show uh my question next question to you is i have seen you uh do this video where you just like casually it looks casually of course put together a quick meal which was like noodles with vegetables and all of that okay for your i think the your kid was around like very simply put together something like that is spontaneous or would you have to or it's become such a part of your process now that you can just you can turn on your camera and you're just good to go yes so a lot of you know some things are definitely very spontaneous but uh, you know there are a lot of things that i'm constantly experimenting with as well Mm. right so i have a physical diary ha huh? my method in that in the in the in the part where i'm testing is very analog for a very digital world in that <laughs> yeah so okay. i tend to like you know write very old school scratch mm. things out and everything and that is always there any new idea that comes to my mind i'm constantly tweaking and all of those things mm. it's just become second nature now to me yeah i think i need to like shadow you like what's happening tarika how do you do it if i need to break down your content creation process but i've seen that there are some things that you put together which is just probably uh you it comes very easily to you but you've been doing it for um 7 years yeah. and so my takeaway from everything that you're sharing is one is your upskilling so you're learning and that's something that people need to like constantly keep doing especially if you're there doing youtube now Uh, the second thing is of course planning creating testing it's not just it's not going to work the first time it may take you a few days to do it and over a period of time you build that experience and then so i want to bring this back to youtube and amazon prime of course um when like how is that like the amazon it plays on amazon prime and then you have your own youtube channel as well now on your youtube channel again the growth i i believe has been very organic for you is there something that you're doing to build the following like what are your tips to be able to grow on youtube and then um, be able to take the show onto a ott platform so uh, yeah i'll 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 tackle the youtube part of it first yeah. i think the most important learning for me over the years has been and let's be honest i started 
YouTube journey in 2014. Yeah. And uh, I think my learning over the years has been, and this is what I advise anyone who asks me for advice, mm-hmm. is that uh, let's just always remember that we're creating content for people. I know there's a search friendly and a- algorithm part of this. Yeah. But I think it's very important to realize that you're firstly fulfilling the need of the people who are watching you, right? So, yeah. which is why you would have seen things like how we completely pivoted content during the pandemic, right? Yes. We didn't want to. I had a bunch of videos that were short, which were studio short videos, but it yeah. didn't match the mood of the moment at that point of time, you know. So we chose not to share those videos, and we shared. them over a period of time later when people started getting back outside mm-hmm. and things like that yeah um and i would say you know one of the first times that i realized this whole thing was when we did this recipe for vegan chocolate cake mm-hmm. and that's when i understood this balance because that was a video where there were two of me it was a bollywood style double rolls yeah. <laughs> i was doing in that okay and that was the first recipe we did that hit a million views you know and that's when i realized wow. that i'm fulfilling a need and keeping things entertaining here So mm. that's when I understood that part of it, and I think the other, the next thing would be that you know I think a lot of creators tend to get bogged down by analytics. You know, yeah. there will be the lot that will just look at the analytics and be like, okay, I don't want to look at it, or there will be those who will be only driven by that. Mm. And I'd say the true, true success path to that is really the middle path. You know, you've got to trust your instincts; they take time to build, but do that. tapping into analytics but also listen to the comments listen to the chatter keep an eye on like what is trending and things like that so mm-hmm. there's a bit of that as well to kind of you know look into yeah in yeah. yeah so i do have a follow up question tarika when you start youtube let's say for someone like me who's not been doing youtube at all mm-hmm. in the early days um would you recommend putting in some time some number of hours to i'm not saying x number of hours but yeah. would you say putting in the time in the early days is mm-hmm. a good thing to do what's your advice for someone who wants to grow their channel for the first year absolutely so you know that's a very very beautiful question because that's very true and it's true not just of youtube but of anything any platform yeah in life in general right yeah. you have to give it that extra time and attention when you have a baby that baby will consume you completely mm. till that becomes a part of your life youtube is pretty much like that right okay um so you know it's kind of like that yes you should be consumed by it if that's what you want to do you have to dedicate more time than what you would have otherwise and i think the other important thing is to find a posting schedule mm. posting and creation schedule that works for you you know yeah. because you are building your audience that is unique to you yeah. so i don't think there is a one formula that fits all in that sense mm. you know and we've and i think that that schedule in particular on youtube is very yeah. important because even though we've traditionally moved away from this appointment viewing of television Yeah. I want to know that if I follow Nikki Positano and she posts a video every Sunday, I want to know at the back of my head that I can come back to it and that she has posted it. Yeah. I might not watch it right away, but I want to know that Nikki's video is there for me to watch. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Versus me showing up and not finding it there, and then you lose track, and then that's it, right? The audience never comes yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great advice. So you're saying stick to a schedule. That's good. I'm gonna like I I'm for, to, planning to focus on YouTube. 
as is, I mean, as I would be focusing on Instagram, I'm trying to free up time. So 2022, the next two months in 2022 is about that. So that's why I'm picking your brain so much about YouTube. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, even to our audience, everyone is focusing on social media, everyone's selling on social media. So this is really useful advice. Now, my next question is around OTT platforms, right? Of course, it's my I, I look at all these people flipping show, house flipping show, uh, selling sunset show. And I'm like, hey, why isn't there like, why can't I get a Netflix coaching show, right? If there can be a wedding show. So if someone dreams about having a show on an OTT platform, what's your advice to them? How do they go about it? Or is it too hard? Don't even try no, no, I would never say that. And I think, uh, you know, the opportunities are always growing. And at this point of time in India, there are so many OTT platforms. I would say, firstly, don't get bogged down by the one or two that you know of. Like, don't, you know, don't just restrict your dream to Amazon and Netflix. If it doesn't yes. happen, you should be disappointed. Because mm. there are so many more launching and doing equally well and building an audience for themselves. So yeah. A, don't get bogged down by that. Secondly, okay. I think, you know, your pitch is very important. You know, your pitch, you have to talk and pitch like you would want to be pitched to yourself. Mm. And there's a process, you know, every pitch that, you know, it, like in any business, right? A pitch that might not work out is a learning experience, mm. is a stepping stone. So treat it that way. You know, in our case, we it was not something that was part of our plan initially, right? But we kind of flowed into it as the market was growing and things like that. And that's, how we ended up syndicating it mm. you could have other formats of content where you created an original also so yeah. there are various formats know those formats know what those businesses are like and then dive into it and make your pitch according to that okay and how would you say it for someone who is does not have a contact would you say just just relentlessly just follow up make cold pitches do cold out outreach this is the mantra to my life and anything that I do with work is that I have always done this, you know, even okay. before there was a LinkedIn, I have extensively hounded people, found them, sought them out. And I love that part of life, you know, where you're kind of cold calling, reaching out to people. Really? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've done it right through my career for every little thing that I've done in different aspects of my life, right? And yeah. I've met very interesting people that way. And so many of them have just like liked that approach, you know, more wow. than anything else. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, you know, I've I've become friends with some of them and things like that. So, so nice. it's, uh, it's it's interesting. So I would say do it. I mean, it's like anything else that you want to chase. You know, make yeah. that your focus. So I would yeah. say, you know, get onto LinkedIn, find them on Instagram. You know, and reach out to them. Correct. I'm, I mean, I'm loving what you're saying. Actually, thank you so much for sharing that because this is something that I tell when I'm working with clients and workshops. They're like. Like, just put yourself out there. What's the worst that can happen? It's the same, right? It's, if it's a no or no response, it's anyway, you're not even trying. Uh, and then you get the most unexpected responses from uh, people that you never thought would respond. So yeah, I think today what I'm learning from you is just, just do it, put yourself out there. Um, one of my earlier interviews with uh, Anupama Chopra, she said the, her best piece of advice is to just follow up till people say no to your face, right? <laughs> Until then, don't give up. Yeah, so absolutely. You know, and you know, I mean, she's of course in the same universe of uh, yeah. Bollywood and things like that, right? And I always tell people, whoever comes to me and says, you know, I reached out to someone, I didn't get a response. I said, you realize how much they have on their plate? This yeah, is a tiny little part of it, right? You want to make yourself heard. 
you want to place your importance in that person's life so anupama when she's saying that hey i love her you know i mean i've, yeah. I've been part of her journey as well when she was when she wow was okay that some companion is so great and i love how she's built it over the years and i've known her since even before that when she was wor- working on television yeah i'm saying you're resonating with me about her so she says follow up and you're saying just put yourself out there absolutely and i think that's great advice from the world of bollywood because i mean if it works there it should work in a lot of places yeah, absolutely <laughs> yeah so with that i do want to ask you this i know we've kind of you said that you learned everything in i mean each of them kind of tie in nicely the roles that you played but are there some specific things that stand out in that you learned in one part of your work which actually helped you in another area you know i want to say firstly you know like i think in the early part of when i had kind of switched to creating content and things like that is when i would always be looked at with like a lot of surprise you know people would look at me and be like oh you changed career you changed like that change was such a big thing for them and everything right mm-hmm. for me i felt like this was just an extension of my personality right mm-hmm. i didn't think that i was a different person when i was a celebrity manager i was just tapping into different skills Mm. and i was doing a different set of was tapping into a different set of skills some of which i had to build from scratch yeah when i moved on to content creation right so yeah. i think the most important thing is to work on that core set of skills for yourself yeah and whatever you do in life is never done to waste in that sense right so like as a celebrity manager the more, most important things are people management yeah uh, time management mm. and negotiations so those are the things i kind of brought with me into my content creation journey and uh, you know like negotiating for yourself it was i was negotiating for others and i was good at negotiations i think i had to make a conscious effort to negotiate mm-hmm. well for myself then you know yeah was it harder <laughs> uh it was a process <laughs> it was a process it's yeah something that i had to do very consciously and you know be like oh, i have to get a better deal for myself you know yeah yeah it's so challenging i think a lot of people seem to do it well for others but when it comes to asking for yourself people feel like um not good about it but yeah. yes like you said it's a process and i think your learning curve has been like all the time it's like you're scaling your learning curve all the time from what i see of your journey it must have not been i mean there's so many different skills you've picked up along the way so with that i do want to ask you a day in your life i know you shared a little bit of that what is a crazy day in your life look like a normal day not crazy let me rephrase normal day in your life look like a day in my life is constantly changing and i think ever since the pandemic hit i've kind of realized that i don't want to have very strict boundaries of what i do and things like that so right now my routine is very different from what it was like let's say during the lockdown yeah. i'm an early riser so i like to wake up and i take a while before i'm ready to talk to anybody i want that initial time to myself i'm not saying that i don't look at my phone i do look at my phone i it's a habit that i want to work yeah. out of um uh, but i don't fall into the social media thing that early in the morning you know like mm-hmm. i said from that but i do look at my phone you know in mm-hmm. general mm-hmm. um and uh, then i like to get some sort of a workout in and i think during this whole process of like working from home one of the things that's been very important to me has been to get dressed for work you know yeah. i feel like that sets my mood mm-hmm. i'm you know i i can't speak for everyone but like i feel like then i'm in work mode in that yeah. Yeah. Having said that, when my day is ending, I like to change out of that to give because there's no physical boundary yes. now, right? Work yeah. and home and things like that. So this becomes my boundary to change into work clothes and to change out of 
them that yeah. becomes my boundary you know yeah. and then i like to take that time out to either do something for myself talk to a friend cook a meal test something or i have some sort of upskilling happening you know and uh, that's really what it you know i mean there are things that fall out of my to do's as well i feel like i'm reading lesser than i used to earlier mm. and watch as much as i'd want to on ott you know uh. but it's okay you can't really yeah. do it all like i said right on the beginning yeah, so. yeah absolutely so what's a mantra in your life this is a fun question i like to ask everyone my mantra is just to flow flow is my mantra it's at the center of everything that i do mm. and um, and i think that you know i mean yeah that's really it for me just to flow with everything that's happening around me yeah <laughs> yeah okay i think i like it's it's because earlier you shared that now when you look back that's also been what you've been doing so yeah a great thing to understand and i think that's an unusual answer as well a lot of people are like this is my mantra in life right it's very uh, quote uh but this is an interesting take and i do want to ask you what's so far like what's the best business lesson you've learned i think my the best business lesson is also the same as my best life lesson is to trust my instinct uh and my intuition mm-hmm. whenever i haven't done that is when i have kind of been let down so yeah. that is something that i've just learned to do you know that's what works for me for sure definitely okay. right i feel like you i i i'm resonating with so many of your answers because intuition is something that i have always felt when i messed up when i look back it's because i didn't listen to my intuition um yeah. it's it's always it's so true like listen to your intuition and it's always like trying to keep you safe and then with that as we come to the end of our interview i really have so much to ask you but as we come to the end i want to ask you um your advice to our audience which is largely women um and largely women in business what's your advice what's like something that you wish you knew when you started um and what is your message to my audience sorry one second there was a message that flashed here saying my internet connection is unstable right now uh one second i just want to make sure this is all okay right now. i can hear you good though okay great so if you just repeat the question i'll take it again yeah so uh as we come to the end of our interview and we wrap this up while i don't want to let you go so fast but i have to so what's your advice to our audience which is largely women women in business um what's your uh advice to them about anything i mean anything that you've learned uh anything that you wish you knew when you started out wow you know i i don't know whether i have that much advice to give i just want to say i love all of us women entrepreneurs even if you're not an entrepreneur i just think womanhood is such a bond and a community in itself that yeah. i think that's wonderful to anybody who is a female entrepreneur i think i'd say that you know build your tribe now your tribe could be your family your friends your colleagues whatever find your tribe that tribe is what keeps you going entrepreneurship is a tough journey um you know there is a lot of hustling involved there's a lot of everything involved you leave a 9 to 5 job to kind of work 24/7 right yes. so true so true so build that tribe you will need them and to women in general i'd say you know if we did this one thing of like you know for every rupee that we're spending think about another friend or acquaintance whose business you could be spending that rupee on instead mm-hmm. of the big businesses i think that's yeah. a big win in life right we are supporting yeah. people in that sense wow 
that's just what I would say. I love your advice. I I mean, that's that's so true that you could be supporting another business. So thank you so much for sharing not just your advice, but your story. Um, I hope I'm going to be able to, you know, follow some of your hacks for YouTube. And uh, yeah, and I, I my, my biggest takeaway, of course, is to put yourself out there follow your heart. I think that's something that you've done so well. And uh, thank you so much for today for being so generous with your time. And I love your energy. We are going to be cheering you on following you and cooking up a storm, hopefully, <laughs> because you make it look easy. And I love that about you. So thank you so much for today. Thank you so much. I've loved being here. It's been great to talk to you again. I, remember, I still I'm having flashbacks of the evening when we met and we chatted yeah. like that. Yeah, well, yeah. So so great thank you for reaching out to me and thank you so much you know call me anytime <laughs> yes of course uh, you're welcome and all the best to you and i'll say bye now same thank you thank you for listening to the podcast if you like this episode and you want more you can go to the show notes on my website which is successwithsavita.com forward slash podcast if you like what you've heard so far, I would be grateful to you if you could leave me a five-star review, subscribe to this podcast and share with a friend who may find this useful. You can also follow me on my Instagram at successwithsavita and DM me any questions you may have and I will be happy to answer them for you. Until the next episode, believe in yourself and all the best to your success.